All right, welcome in to the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. He is all-pro receiver, TJ Hushmanzada, Rob Parker here. the All-pro P- media guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and here we are. TJ, we made it. Playoff time is here. A couple games on Saturday, a couple games on Sunday, wild card weekend, ready to go. We're going to get to some to the picks, to the games. But first, a couple topics we want to talk about to get the story, to get the show started. The, the uh, debacle in Philadelphia. I, I did not have a big problem with them not winning, trying to win the game. I did not, TJ. I did not. First of all, I'm not trying to help the Giants. Screw the Giants. They're belly aching, dude. They won six games and they're acting like somebody has to help them. No. So I, I'm not on that. Um, the difference between the sixth pick and the ninth pick is significant. So why am I on a lost season giving up ground on what player we're going to get that's going to help us next year? And Hertz wasn't throwing the ball great or doing anything like he was so spectacular. He took him out because the guy was pitching a perfect game or something. So I don't have any issue. Rather than ask Hertz not to play well, like, hey, don't do it because we're trying to lose. We really don't want to win. I would have a problem with a coach trying to tell me, don't play your best. And instead, he put in somebody of lesser talent. And if the guy would have won the game, you live with it. But if he doesn't, he's cool. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I have a big problem with it. And and it's not for the reasons you say. It's, it's not because I wanted them to help the Giants out. It, it's because... Jalen Hurts is a rookie quarterback. This was his fourth start. He needs all the experience he can get. And you pull him out. Did did you tell these guys during the week that, oh, this is what we're going to do? Or did you sell them a dream and say, oh, we're going to go out there and compete. We're going to try to win this game. Now, you told we're going to try to win this game, and then you take out your quarterback who's only had – four starts and that was his fourth start was he playing well you, though to that point i'm asking you tj he could he throwing the ball no no throwing the ball no he wasn't okay but he had he had run for two touchdowns who gave and i knew something was up when down 17 to 14 they didn't kick the field goal i said huh what are they doing that right there to me was a red flag why wouldn't you kick the field goal down 17 to 14 in the third quarter? Like it was fourth and goal from like the six yard line and you go for that. Who does that in the league? That right there was a red flag. Now, moving forward, if I'm a player on that team and I'm going to be a free agent next year in the last game of the season, we're not playing for anything. Why should I play? Because I'm a free agent. Why, why should I play? Should I not just say, hey, I'm, I'm not going to play this week because I don't want to jeopardize getting hurt. The game doesn't matter. You showed us last year that if we're not playing for anything, the game really doesn't matter. So why should I act like it matters? Yes, it's my job, but I can get out of a game if I want to. I can go down and practice and act like I'm hurt. Like, if you alert the team, this is what you're going to do, that's one thing. But you can't just... In the fourth quarter of a competitive game, forget helping the Giants. Giants win more than six games. Stop crying. This is about your team as the Eagles and what you've done. And Doug Peterson knows it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube from this because there's a lot of players that will not forget this if they're on this team next year and they don't have a winning season. 
guys going to tap out. Like, why are we playing? We're not playing for anything. And again, you showed us if we're not playing for anything, we can kind of just do whatever we want to do. All right. I, I hear your point. I, it just didn't bother me that much. Here's, my, here's number two. Uh, you know, the, the uh, MVPs turned into the best quarterback in the league award. And, uh, you know, a lot of people going in, they could be Aaron Rodgers uh, and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes fell out of it, we, right? We, we both agree with that. So I think it's Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers. Um, I still would vote for Aaron Rodgers, even though Derrick Henry rushed for over 2,000 yards, which doesn't happen often. Every running back who's rushed for 2,000 yards not won the MVP. Um, where are you on the MVP between Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers? I'm with you. I give it to Aaron Rodgers because it's been 16 games of consistency, whereas Henry has been very consistent and very good, but he's had not, not as consistent as Aaron Rodgers. And when you look at it, and again, I hate, there's no disrespect to any, Aaron Rodgers is playing with one guy that he really feels comfortable throwing the ball to, and that's Devontae Adams. He didn't play a full season. He missed his three left tackle. Games, TJ three. David Bakhtiari, he's missed four games. And if I'm not mistaken, in those four games, this is off the top of my head, Rob, I might be wrong, but in those four games that Bakhtiari missed, I believe Aaron Rodgers has 15 touchdowns and a goose egg of interceptions. And so you lose your left tackle, you don't miss a beat. Your best receiver, you don't miss a beat. And to me, it's a no-brainer. But Derrick Henry makes it interesting because he's putting the Titans on his back and say, get on, and, I, and I'm going to carry you. But Aaron Rodgers has been consistent from uh, week one or week 17. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think I think that's why I think he leapfrog over Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like, I do. I, think I mean, I honestly, I would put Josh Allen over Mahomes, to be honest with you, because he, he's played extremely well himself. No, I, I think you're right. There's some people who feel like you do as well. All right, last topic here. What? How big of a deal is it? It looks like the Browns are cursed. I mean, obviously, their coach, Kevin Stefanski, with the COVID, and he can't coach, and he can't do it over the phone or, or a hookup. Nothing. You can't have any contact with the team. You can't do it remotely. How big is that not having your coach uh, for a playoff game or any game? That's huge because that coach is also the offensive coordinator and play caller. And so that that that's huge, man. Just the flow of the game, certain calls you may make, may not make. I honestly think the NFL should bend the rules and let him coach remotely. Let him be on FaceTime with somebody upstairs. I think they're afraid, that, though, that if they open that can of worms, you know what I mean? Like, if, But how, this year no, has I, been a year like no other. And, and so you open a can of worms, he has the he has COVID. Right. He's the play caller and head coach for, for his team. If he can get on FaceTime and talk to a coach upstairs and call the game from there, if they feel comfortable doing that, why wouldn't you let him do it? And, and, and so it puts them at a tremendous disadvantage in their first playoff game in so many years. It puts Baker behind the eight ball because if he does not play well, they're all going to say, oh, Baker, you didn't. It's tough. It, it's tough. And so I wish they would bend the rules and say, if you, if you want to do it remotely, let's go ahead. It's 
circumstances that uh, we've never experienced. And so we're going to do something that we've never done and probably won't do again. I, I wish they would do something of, now, of that you, nature. Your, your, your argument is legit because everything has to be fluid. We got a game with like 6,900 fans. You know what I mean? And there's been all kinds of adjustments and things being done because of COVID. So I, I could see where the NFL could have done that and said, Let, but let's get it straight. Other than you having COVID, you'll never coach remotely because that's they don't want to get into the point where, you know what I mean? Because then there's all kinds of, what are they doing with uh, uh, interference and you know what I mean? And all kinds of other stuff that can I mean, play the, into. the Browns are already going to miss their left, their left guard, um, Joe Batonio, I believe I pronounced the oh, correct yeah. way. That's right. Um, so that that's a blow within itself. You you lose a really good lineman against a team that puts pressure on the quarterback, and then you lose your play caller. I, I wish, man. Like I I don't know if that was discussed. I would like to know if that was uh, a discussion that was had. Can we let him do this? Um, because this year has been so different that them doing this would be so different, but I believe it would be the right thing to do. And so if they lost, at least you could say our coach that calls our plays, called the plays, we had our head coach available, although it wasn't ideal, we still had them. And so it kind of gives them a better chance, in my opinion. No, I got it. All right, let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss, with uh, how we did last week on our picks. Come in, come on in, the light skin killer. That's right. You guys, uh, you guys had a ton of agreement last week, so we'll see if that ended up being good or bad. The first agreement, the Packers were five and a half point favorites against the Bears, and they dogs walked. That Chicago, was great. Somehow back. That was playoffs. great. That was free money right there. Final score thirty five to sixteen, and I heard John Coon say that Aaron Rodgers just gets excited to play the Bears. He likes to play the Bears. I don't know. It's something about playing Chicago that he just enjoys. And he was on full rival. You had the the aforementioned, the Steelers nine and a half points at, at the aforementioned Browns. You guys both took the Browns nine and a half. And uh, Mason Rudolph had the Steelers in a position to tie the game with less than two minutes left Martin. in the fourth quarter. Martin. <laughs> The Browns were up by 15 points with six minutes left in the game, bro. You're up by 15 points with six minutes left in the game? Are you kidding me? And it's fourth down and 10 twice? Right. And you let them convert? You got to be kidding me, man. Like, I'm watching this game. I'm like, really? Fourth and 10? Oh, man. Yeah, I was distraught watching that. Like, the fix was in, right, TJ? Bro, all the way in. The Vikings win 35 to, th I mean, 37 to 35. They do not cover the touchdown that you guys both had. So that's tough. The Ravens were 12 and a half point favorites versus the Bengals. And I mean, Lord have mercy. They put the Bengals out of their misery quickly in a hurry, beat them by 35 points. But no, the Ravens could have missed the playoffs going into this game. They were, there was no doubt they were not after. Uh, yeah, the Packers and the Bears, that over-under total was 52. And my quick math, 
says that that didn't, didn't hit? No, it didn't hit 35 foot 16. That's not 52. That's 51. I see Rob doing your well, I got <laughs> 51, bro. Because I hit it in Vegas, it was 51. I mean, I, I, I think it was no, what was it? okay, but, but what was the number? But here, but here on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, we play with the fan duel numbers, and that fan duel that counts as a loss, so it counts as a loss. <laughs> so sorry about that. You guys both lost there. You had the Browns and the Steelers at two. You guys both took the under. And that final score was, ooh, Lord. Ooh, that's tough. That final score totaled out at 46. Um, Lions and the Vikings, 54 and a half. You guys were both under there. Again, that that final score totaled over 60. So that was off. God, these over-unders are really kills you guys. And Bengals Steelers, 44 and a half. TJ, you took the under. Rob, you took the over. And uh, <laughs> TJ, I got it, baby. You I won got that it. one because the Bengals somehow only managed they to score. They couldn't score. <laughs> I don't know how you hit an under in a game in which one team scores 38, 38. points. But yeah. you should probably go buy a lot of tickets today. Martin, did I not say I can't see the Bengals scoring? Did I not say that? I said that. Said I just don't see how they score. All right, are we ready for the playoff games? Are you ready, TJ? Ready to go, baby. I mean, the playoffs are my favorite time of year, and I can't wait to bet all the action this weekend on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, the playoffs are the perfect time to give it a shot because right now, new users get exclusive 25-to-1 odds boost on any team to win during the Super Wild Card Weekend round. That's right, Super Wild Card Weekend round First of its kind, 25 to 1 odds, that rarely happens. Any team, any game this weekend. I'm telling you what, everybody loves the Bills. This weekend, I'm putting my money, 25 to 1 odds, I'm taking the Colts plus 7. Now, I've been betting football on FanDuel all season. Why? It's easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet. And most importantly, when you hit, you get your money in a little 24 hours. I mean, is there anything else that you could possibly want? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code LP3 so they know that the podcast that knows better and does better sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. All right, Bears plus nine and a half at New Orleans. That is... A tough game because the Bears, as of late, they've played well. They they've played well, they but I say this: points until they ran into Green Bay, but they were putting up points. That's what I say. They played Green Bay, and then all of a sudden, the playing well on offense kind of stopped. And I believe the Saints have a better defense than the Green Bay Packers. And only thing that concerns me is Mike Thomas hasn't played much this year. I believe he'll come back off IR, getting guys back. But it, it's hard to go against the Saints offensively, what they can do, how many points they can put up without the guys that are considered their best players when Drew Brees is under center. Um, it's a lot of points to give up in the playoffs. But if Green Bay can beat them by more than nine, I'm certain the Saints can as well. So I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints too. I know the pack, uh, the Bears have been playing better. I just think, they were lucky to get into the playoffs, TJ. They kind of backed in. And I think 
the Saints need to have like a statement game. Like, like they're there, they won these games, right? But it just has a little bit of a feel to it. I think if they get everybody together, they feel good, and they blow the Bears out. They win by more than 10. I'm going to say the Saints win by two touchdowns. That's what I really believe. I, I, I have to agree with that. Yeah. If the Saints are as good as we think they are, they should. And this one is another one. I think that this, this, the line is Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Uh, the the Browns are getting plus six, but they got the COVID, the coach, left tackle. They got all these issues. First playoff game since Moby Dick was a guppy. They got all these other things going on, right? I think this – people don't believe in Pittsburgh, and you know I was down on Pittsburgh all year. I think this is the lock of the playoffs. I think this is a lock. I'm taking the Steelers minus six. I don't. I think there's too many things going wrong for the Browns for them to win. The Browns had everybody, everyone on their team last week. Head coach, left guard. They had they had the full army, and they almost lost. Whereas the Steelers played pretty much their practice squad minus certain players because it's the NFL. You can only sit so many. And they almost won the game. Dude, this is easy for me. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I'm with you. This is this is the I'm taking the I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger will come back. You get TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. Man, I'm surprised it's only six, but yeah, I'm glad because I believe if the Steelers play reasonably well. They should win. I believe Joe Hayden will come back. I believe he had the coronavirus, but I, I, I'm assuming he's going to be cleared. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's another one. It's the Colts at the Bills. Uh, Colts are getting plus six and a half. We know what kind of scoring machine the Bills are. They put up 56 in their last game. They just they, they score. I mean, we know that. Where are you on this one? The thing is, when I when I looked at the line, I was like, oh, man, this is a lot of points because the Colts, they're they're pretty good defensively. But but then you look at it, the Colts get out to a lead at times and they give teams opportunities to get back in the game. And we saw that and when they played Pittsburgh. They're up 24 to 7 and end up losing. And Buffalo's a lot better offensively than the Steelers are. The way Josh Allen and the Bills are playing, it's almost hard to go. They're just playing really good football on both sides of the ball. I don't like giving up these type of points because I believe the Colts are a really good team. Um, but I, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills, give up the points, and I, I just like the way they're playing. I do too. I'm going to go with the Bills too. And and the Bills can't win by a touchdown at home. The way that they score, TJ, they can win by a touchdown. If it was eight or nine, then I would have a little bit of a reservation because I'm with you. But if they can't win by a touchdown, I think they can. The way that they've scored this year and the Colts kind of, you know, at the end didn't make me feel good about them. And um, Phillip Rivers, feeling them? And quietly, the Bills are good up front on the defensive side of the ball. With Ed Oliver and that defensive line, they're they're good. Phillip Rivers is a statue. That's and so if they get any they get any type of pressure, um, he will give you the ball. Yeah. I will say this. I, I want my guy Michael Pittman to ball out. Hopefully they'll start utilizing him a little more. 
Um, but it's going to be tough sled. It's an uphill battle, in my opinion, for the Colts. Here's another game I think is a lot. The Rams at Seattle. It's only three and a half. I just don't trust the Rams anymore. Where are you on? I don't. I trust them. I trust them because. Defense? Offensively, have you seen the Seattle Seahawks lately? Offensively. No. I mean, I know they're not where they were. They they, they, they they struggle to put up points on the offensive side of the ball. They they just they can't put up points. And you remember before when during the season when it first started, the first five or six weeks, Russell Wilson was the hands down MVP. He was unbelievable. I, I just believe they they struggle to put up points off. They just haven't been the same offensively in the last few weeks. And, and so I don't know who's going to play quarterback under center for the Rams, but I know that defense is going to keep them in the game. And if golf isn't able to play, if Wolford can play how he did this past Sunday against the Cardinals, it's not a bad thing. He can create plays with his legs. He can get you extra first downs. Jamal Adams is banged up. I'm sure it's his first playoff game. So, He's going to play. Will he finish? Uh, two evenly matched teams. Divisional opponent. I'm going to take the points because they know each other so well. So I'm, I'm going with the points, and I'm going to take uh, the OLA Rams. All right. I'm going to take Seattle. I, I just more I – I just – the Rams with the offense and not really knowing – and I know they beat Arizona, but uh, – Kyler Murray got hurt, you know, or changed everything in that game. Uh, Seattle's playoff tested as well. I know I know the Rams have been to the playoffs, went to the Super Bowl not that long ago. I'm just going to take Russell Wilson over nobody. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's really where I'm going. Russ, I know I got Russell Wilson. They don't know who they got. I'm going to take Russell Wilson. That makes sense, but it, Russell Wilson is nothing with 99 in his face. No, I get it. I get it. So there we are. All right. Tampa Bay, minus seven and a half. I mean, uh, yeah, minus seven and a half at uh, Washington football team. A lot of people think this is a mismatch and, oh, Washington can't play with them. Their defense, if they get to Tom Brady, can change the way this game is. Am I right? 100%. If they can get to Tom Brady, they can change the course of this game. And that is what – Washington football team. That's what they hang their hat on. Is up front on the defensive side of the ball. We are going to put pressure on your quarterback and we're going to see if he can handle this pressure. Can he handle me walking him down for 12 rounds and not fatigue and get tired? Um, But Brady has been here so many times. He's done this so many times. How is Washington going to score? The Bucs are great with the run defense. They're going to man them up. They're going to say, beat us over the top. Can they do that consistently? Nah, I don't believe so because the Bucs also are good up front on the defensive side of the ball. This here for me, I believe Bruce Arians is, I mean, if you could pick which team you could play in the playoffs, every team in the NFC would pick Washington. 
the Bucks are the lucky ones that get to play against them. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to take Washington to cover. Nah. To cover. Not win, to cover. And I think the reason will be that they will get pressure to Brady. He'll throw a couple of picks or they'll have some couple of turnovers that'll give them points because I'm with you. Alex Smith will not give up the football. Um, and that's how they'll stay in the game and make it close. I don't think it I, – I really – Brady has struggled against better defensive teams. We saw it against the Bears. Remember that game in Chicago that they lost? Um, so I, I'm going to go with Washington plus the seven and a half. Uh, I expect Tampa to win, but I don't think they'll blow them out. Man, if Washington scores more than 10 points, I'll be shocked. Let's bet a side bet. Me and you, some wings. Let's make a, let's make a side bet. I say Washington scores more than 10 points. No, nah, that's a sucker bet. Why? You just said if they that's, score 10. I'd be surprised, but nah, that 14. They want 14. Oh, Just give me 14. 10, 10? No, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I can't because I don't know what I'm gonna get out the Bucks, but I know they're gonna cover. Like I I don't Washington. I set the line time. at I set the line at 13 and a half. See, and what I say, Martin. See, I'm right on this, Martin. I'm right on this, man. Saying, I appreciate saying, you, brother. I set the line at 13 and a half for Washington points. I set the line at 13 and a half. There's two field goals and a touchdown or two touchdowns. My point is, hey, Martin, my point is we think alike, and so you must be damn smart, Martin. <laughs> no, wait a minute, but you double-talking me. You were like, oh, 10 points. They can't I, score 10. I, I don't. I call you. And say, let's but this is, but this is the, this is the, this is the, bet it, bet it, Rob, bet it, bet it. They not, I just don't see it, bet it, let's do it. Now you just giving it, yes? No, no, I just, I don't see how they're going to get it. I really don't see how they're going to score 10. I really don't. I'm willing to see. Um, Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, let's go. Got that side wings bet. All right, and the last one, last game uh, here is Tennessee. Plus three at home against the Ravens. I believe huh? the Baltimore I believe the Baltimore Ravens are the team that not many people want to play. I agree with you. I still they're think a the team, Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. They're a team that not many want to play. Who knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last year? Oh, Tennessee did. They got a lot to prove. Yep. They're going to come out. They're going to be ready to go. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Charm City, baby. I love it, too. I'm with you. Ravens minus three, the way they've played. Ever since they had that big win against Cleveland, you remember they had to put up 45 to win on the road. They have not looked back. I don't care who they're playing. And even the bad team, people say, oh, they're beating bad teams. No, they're not just winning. They're kicking their ass, TJ, and that's what you're supposed to. They do are bad teams. Am I right? They are. Yeah, they they are crushing everyone. All right, let's do some over unders, right? Are we doing? Let's pick a few of those games, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, let's do the Bears and Saints. Forty-seven and a half is the number. Man, the way the Saints put up points, I I could see a game where. They're up. The Bears scored. I mean, I'm going to give Mitchell some credit. Mitchell, with him being as athletic as he is, and he should be able to get 14 to 20 points. The Saints should be able to get 
28 to 33 points in my opinion um but with that being said will that happen i could see the saints winning 28 to 14 30 to 17 that's 45 points doesn't quite get to 47 um reluctantly i'm going to take the under just because i i just I don't know if the Bears can keep up with what the Saints are going to bring. I'm with you. The Saints defense is good. And here's the other thing. In a must-win game at home against the Packers, must-win to make the playoffs, they didn't know they were going to back in, right? They needed to win that game. They could only score 14 points. 14 points. At home, when they had been ro- rolling over everybody the last three games with big-time points, so I'm saying that they wind up being closer to that team. And this is on the road in New Orleans. I'm going to say I'm with you. They score about 14, 17 points max and uh, 28, I'll say 30 to 30 to 17, 30 to 15, 16, you know, like something around there, 28. I could see that. Well, I'm going to think it's just going to be just under 47 and a half. All right, let's do the um, Colts. And Bills, it's uh, 51 is the number. And remember, the Bills were 56 by themselves last week. But they're playing in Buffalo. What's the weather look like? It doesn't matter. The Colts give up points. The Bills score points. And the Bills defense is good. But I could see this turning into a shootout if the Colts aren't able to slow Buffalo down. Buffalo is like. They're like that team that realize we're really good. You really can't stop us. And we're going to show you that you can't stop us. And they literally just air that thing out with uh, Josh Allen and Diggs. And and so 51 points is a lot in the playoffs. But I believe this might be the game of the weekend where you see a lot of points scored both ways. I'm going over. It's a lot of points, yeah. I'm I'm going to go under. Everything you said made sense. But I don't know how cold and snowy it is, uh, you know, is it going to be a couple of picks, a couple of stall drives by the Colts? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go under. That's a lot of points. And uh, I don't know. They just, you know, sometimes you, you know, you scoring all those points the week before sometimes, and then you don't have as much I, the next week. Yeah. You know, so, so maybe the Bills have shot their wad the week before. All right. Let's go to um, Tampa Bay, Washington. 44 and a half is the number. This I mean, for me, I think under, this right? is, under, under. I mean, this is a, this, that's an easy one for me. I, I just, I believe it's under. And this goes to, I don't see how the Redskins are going to score more than 10 to 14 points. I just, I don't see it unless Brady turns the ball over or they oh, get it. That's what they have to get though, right? I mean, even special teams touchdown, uh, somebody fumbles for the bucks, they scoop and score. And so those are rarities. There's those aren't going to happen often. Um, I'm going with the under. I'm going with the under two. I, I don't expect Washington to score a lot of points, but I think they get enough pressure to Brady so that it's not like I think I think we're all mistaken in looking at where Brady played the last three weeks, and and this is the problem, TJ. They played Atlanta twice and the Lions, and if you remember, the Lions game was embarrassing, like a seven-on-seven drill, and he had ten touchdowns in the last three weeks, but against really really weak defenses, 
So it looks greater than it really is. Oh, Brady had 40 touchdowns. It was kind of like a stat Padford kind of thing, you know, like the season was over and now you're like adding these big numbers. I'm going to say it's not as prolific as he looked the last few weeks because he didn't play a defense like Washington's front. I'm with you on that one. All right. Uh, and then let's do the Ravens. Titans. 54 and a half is the number. Wow. And the reason it's 54 and a half is because both teams have been scoring a ton of points. But in the game that I, I can see 30 well, plus ball, carries right? on each side of the ball, I, I just don't see how they get to that amount. I'm going to go under because I believe both teams are going to come out and try to punk and punish and show that I'm in charge of this game type of game. And that means just punch you right in the mouth and we're going to run the ball. The problem is with Calais Campbell healthy, I'm eager to see how effective Tennessee will be able to try to run this ball with Calais Campbell in the middle of that Baltimore Ravens defense. I'm, I'm eager to see, are they going to try to get it up the middle? Will they be more off tackle with it? Um, that, that will be a point that I'll watch in that game just to see, but I, I see this being a ball control type of game. I'm taking under. Me too. I, I, I think so. When you got guys who can run the ball, it's just interesting that Tennessee's the underdog, right? At home, they won 11 games that a guy rushed for 2,000 yards and they're, and they're underdog. It tells you about where, where the Ravens are, right? And, and what they can do. It's the, the Ravens are on a six game win streak. And, and so you want to be that team that gets hot at the right time. You got the Baltimore Ravens on a six-game win streak, and you got the Buffalo Bills on a five-game win streak. Or maybe that's flip. I think Buffalo is six, and I think the Ravens are five. Okay. Um, and, what are the and that's why. Packers six-game winning streak too, right? Aren't they? Yes, I was just speaking specifically of the AFC. Right. But, yes, the Packers are also on a win streak as well. Yes. All right. Now it's time for your uh, parlay. Man. This lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. I'm looking crazy. I ain't shaved in about eight days, just over a week. Eight days. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm going to go ahead and get this off tomorrow. It's easy. I'm going to stay, and I'm going to do what we do best. The AFC North is going to be my lemon pepper. If you knew better, you would do better lock of the week. Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns. My lemon pepper parlay pie of this week. And remember, it's always it's better. always better. With the cheddar. With the cheddar. And it's spelled C-H-E-D-D-A, cheddar. Uh, I'm, I, I hate to copy you. I'm with you all the way. I think Ooh. those are the two most obvious games Baltimore minus three and Pittsburgh minus six. I, I I know you want to go, well, that's too easy, whatever. No, it's not. I mean, it's obvious to me. I don't see how if the Browns win without their coach and left tackle and COVID all over the place and the way the Ravens have played, I, I just think those two are money in the bank. I'm with you on that. That's uh... – when I saw this, I'm like, that's going to be my parlay lock of the week, and let's see what happens, baby. All right, so there we go. The lemon pepper parlay for this week. Here we are, playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? You talking playoffs? <laughs> right. 
Uh, hopefully, we'll win you guys some money and uh, you'll listen to our picks or whatever. But I'm looking forward to uh, Wild Card Weekend. It's going to be exciting, TJ. So uh, we'll uh, see how we do. Should be fun. Yes, sir.